Good morning, Grace Point. If you can, um, please make time for our time of overflow this Friday, um, the first of the year, um, where we'll be praying for our church, but most importantly, praying for you, um, praying for ourselves, uh, for the direction that God has in mind for 2021. Um, so um, I ask you and I'll remind you that please come with uh, some of the um, the goals and plans that as you prayerfully uh, you receive from God for 2021 come with that and let's pray uh, for God's will to be done in your life so I encourage you uh, to be there and hope to see you all um, this morning we'll be uh, on first Thessalonians um, chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. We have it on the screen. And the uh, rest of the uh, reference that I'll be making in um, this message will be um, to shoot out in our chat boxes. Um, chat box uh, that you can uh, follow along um, for the references uh, quickly. Uh, for you to look. First Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 23, here is the word of God. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. And he will surely do it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for bringing us together. Lord, how you kept us during um, 2021. Uh, such an unprecedented year. Um, turmoils and uh, confusing time that we endured. Yet God, you have been faithful to us. You uh, shower your grace your love, your mercy upon us, and you brought uh, the new year to us. Uh, with this slain slate, uh, with this new year, Lord, we attempt to live this year with your power and strength. Uh, we embark on this new year uh, for you to be glorified, for your will to be done in our lives. We give this first worship to you. We give this time to you. Let this hour, let this worship be uh, from our hearts, wholeheartedly, uh, genuinely, Lord. We offer our hearts, our minds, our strength, and all that we have. Lord, we offer it to you in this time of worship. So the Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us, inspire us from within. Help us to worship you. Help us to Worship you in spirit and truth. And may you be pleased. May you receive our worship and be with us, O Lord. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this morning, um, just once again, I want to say Happy New Year. Uh, may the new year be filled with God's blessing for you and for your family and also for our church. I pray that God would do 
uh, great and amazing things in your life, in your family's life, in our church this year. And I, uh, I just pray that you would experience the Lord Jesus even more intimately this year and that you will learn to trust and obey the Lord. This I pray for you as uh, you begin the new year. Now, you probably have um, heard this phrase, uh, journey of faith. Have you heard it before? Journey of faith. There is a uh, it, it, name a church after this, journey of faith. Uh, there is a ministry na uh, named after this phrase, journey of faith. What does that mean? You see, the, from the moment God has called you in Christ, um, from the moment of your faith, placing your hope and trust in Jesus Christ, you begin a new journey. Uh, you are on a different journey uh, before you met Jesus Christ. But now you are living your life here on earth, but you live as a traveler. You're, you have a different destination. You are passing through this earth as a sojourner, as a pilgrim, a person who is on a long journey back home. Journey of faith. This phrase describes a life of faith, a life of Christian. Yet this is another phrase. Uh, th this phrase can be aptly uh, called by another term that you will find in our text this morning. And that is sanctification. Our journey of faith on this earth is called sanctification. Now, what is sanctification? Now, it might be too early for you to go through this theological term. And it may sound boring to think about uh, sanctification. But I want you to bear with me. Now, what is it? What is sanctification what does that mean that's what we're going to initially talk about now first sanctification really is an ongoing action sanctification is an ongoing activity in the believer's life it is a progress it is a process that is uh, being done to us being done in the believer's life now paul prayed in verse 23 here this morning uh, in our text, for such activity, for such process to take place in the believer's life. He says in verse 23, May God, may the God of peace himself sanctify you. May your whole being, your entire being, your spirit, your soul, your body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul was writing, to the church of Thessalonians. This was Paul's wish. His prayer for them was that they would be, what? Sanctified. He prayed that they would be in the process of being sanctified. Now, what is this process then? What is being sanctified? What does it look like? You see, the verb that is translated here in this text as sanctify in the English Bible, when that verb is in the noun form, it is usually translated as holy. Now, what is the biblical definition of word holy? Holy 
biblically means to be set apart, to be separated. That's what holy means. So when the Bible talks about sanctify, sanctification, holy, or holiness, they are all from the same root word. It's from the just one same root word. So that means they all, sanctification, holiness, holy, all of these all convey the same idea. It means the same. Being sanctified is being holy. Being holy is being set apart and being separated unto God. Now with that in mind, then what is sanctification? Sanctification is the ongoing process of being set apart from sin unto holiness. Again, sanctification is our ongoing progress, the process of being set apart from sin unto holiness. So sanctification is the progress we go through progress we make as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, that there may be a decreasing frequency of sin and an increasing frequency of holiness. That we are on the path of sanctification. The journey of faith is our ongoing activity. Our activity, ongoing activity of a decreasing attachment to sin, but an increasing attachment to holiness, to Christ-likeness. This is what the apostle prays for his dear friends in Thessalonica. So first, what we have to understand is this, for Christian for the believers of Jesus Christ, sanctification is an ongoing action, ongoing activity, the progress we make, the process of becoming holy, letting go of our sin, and holding more and more tightly onto Jesus. Sanctification. Now, secondly, sanctification is also God's will. It is God's will. If you turn a page and look at chapter 1, I mean, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 1, look at what Paul says, chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Brothers, we ask you, I urge you, I beg you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, in other words, as you learn from us how you ought to walk with God, how you ought to please God, and you have, you are just as you are doing now. I urge you, I ask you, I beg you to do so more and more. Walk with God, please Him, and do them more and more. Why should the Thessalonians to follow Paul's instructions here? Why should they walk in the Lord and please Him? Why should they do this? Not just once, not just once in a while, but do this more and more. In a couple verses later, uh, chapter 4, verse 3, this is what Paul says. He simply says, you do this more and more. You walk with the Lord, you please Him, for this is the will of God. What is? He says, your, the will of God for you is your sanctification. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. Sanctification 
is God's will for His people. Being apart for holiness, becoming more and more like the Lord Jesus, walking more and more in humility and obedience and pleasing God more and more each and every day is what the people of God do, what we do. This is what God desires in His people. That's His desire, being sanctified, being holy, being separated from sin for God's holy purpose. You see, God who justified sinners in Jesus Christ through the work of the cross, this God desires His people to be sanctified. You see, justification and sanctification are inseparable. Justification and sanctification go hand in hand. One is the very event of salvation taking place in the believer's life. That is justification. The other is the process of spiritual development, spiritual maturity, sanctification. So in other words, those who are justified in Christ are also being sanctified in Christ. And those who experience the saving grace, the saving event, are in ongoing spiritual progress of faith. And it shows in their lives. Therefore, sanctification really is central to the reality of justification they received in Jesus Christ. So it goes hand in hand. Just as much as justification is important, sanctification also is central to Christian life and Christian faith. And again, it is God's will for you and me. Now, this is what Paul says in Romans. Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 14. Paul says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passion, your bodily passion. Do not present your members, your body, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members, your body, to God as instruments for righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. What is Paul saying? Paul, Paul is saying in Romans 6, don't you know? Folks, don't you know? My friends, don't you understand? God has bought you. He bought you. He has paid a dear price to save you when you were nothing. When you had nothing to offer to God, He had redeemed you as His own. So now you belong to God. So let uh, set yourself apart for God and His purpose. Don't let sin reign over you anymore. Don't live like a slave to sin as an instrument for unrighteousness. But live like a slave to God. Live like a slave under God's grace. For you are a child of God. 
You are a child of God. So be like your father. Be like him. Brothers and sisters, this is God's will for you and me. What is for us to be sanctified? For us to be holy and righteous, therefore, each and every day for us is Christ in me is to live and to die is gain. That is the life we live. Sanctification. Here's another way for us to understand what sanctification really is. In sanctification, there are three aspects. As three aspects of sanctification. The first is this. The first is positional sanctification. The first aspect is this positional sanctification. What I mean by this is this. At the moment of your salvation, at the moment of your salvation, you were sanctified. You were set apart for God. You were set apart from darkness into light, death unto life. You were transferred from the reign of Satan to the reign of God, from His kingdom to God's kingdom. You were sanctified. 2 Corinthians 5.17 It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, what? The new has come. You became a new creation. You now know the truth. You now have the life. You have experienced the love of God, the amazing grace, the holy, righteous blood of Jesus Christ covers you. Therefore, when God sees you, He sees not your unrighteousness, your sinfulness, but when God sees you, covered in Christ's blood, His righteousness. When God sees you, He sees Jesus Christ. He sees Christ's righteousness. So we are already sanctified. Positional sanctification. This is how you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are sanctified. You are covered. You are righteous, justified by the sight of Jesus, by the God, the Father. That is why the Holy Spirit, God Himself, lives in you. You are the temple of God. For you were sanctified. And then there is ultimate sanctification. And this is future sanctification. If positional sanctification was past, then the ultimate sanctification is in where? Is in future. Our journey of faith, our ongoing process of sanctification will be completed, will be finished at our glorification that is the moment when we are out of this world out of our moral and uh, corruptible body and we are in the presence of God we will be in our ultimate sanctification Paul describes that in Philippians chapter 3 verse 21 the Lord Jesus will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body a few weeks ago we looked at it 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, John says, When we see Him, when you and I see Jesus Christ, when He appears again, what happens to us? We shall be like Him. 
This is the end of our long journey. And this is our hope, the ultimate sanctification. Now then, what is the final aspect of sanctification? It is experiential sanctification. Experiential sanctification. And as you probably have guessed right now, this happens right here, right now. In between our positional, our fixed, our secure position in Jesus Christ and our future hope of what we will ultimately be, right here in between those two positions, this is where we are. This is where we live. This is where and when we are trying and striving to live up to what we already are in position, what we shall be ultimately. So brothers and sisters, this is exactly what Paul is praying for here in verse 23. We need to understand that. He is praying not for a sanctification of past or sanctification of future, but what he is praying for, the believers, for the Thessalonian, for us, is for sanctification of present. Here, right now, right here, in our entire being, in our spirit, in our soul, in our body. We must walk with the Lord every day. We must please God more and more, and we got to do this more and more, being continually conformed to His holiness. And our past and future reality of sanctification is the reason now, is the motivation now to pursue our present sanctification. And this is the goal of Christian living. This is our goal. Decreasing in frequency, decreasing in incidence of sin, but increasing in holiness, increasing in Christ-likeness. Now then, here is, a, here is an obvious question for you. If you just join me now, if you haven't been paying attention, you can answer this question. Who is the source of your sanctification right that's an easy question that's an obvious question right who is the source of your sanctification of past present future who is the source god is but in verse 23 when you look at it paul would paul would refer to god specifically as the god of peace the source of our sanctification is the God of peace. Now, two things I want to point out to you with that. One, he is, he is God, is the God of peace. And Paul emphasized that here. Not as the God of love. He's not the God of holiness. He, he is, but he is not emphasizing that aspect of God. Why? Because God made peace with us. That is what he is emphasizing. You and I then make peace with God. You and I then bring peace to God. We can't offer peace to God, but he offered it to us. 
he did he brought peace for us through his son and that is why we call the gospel the good news especially the good news of peace to us to the people who are undeserving and that brings us to the second point and which is another obvious point here but i need to state that and you i want you to understand this that that god sanctifies us not us god sanctifies you you don't make you holy you don't make yourself holy we're not the source you see yes it is true that we struggle in our journey of faith it is true that we strive to give the best effort as we can muster to live a this holy righteous life we strive and we struggle and we we give and do our very best to please god but the truth is we can't sanctify ourselves because he is the source because he is the power he is the strength he is the wisdom he sanctifies us we're being sanctified by god which means our sanctification that life we live in jesus christ as we reminded over and over during the cross conference as you live this life of christian your life in jesus christ for you to live a radical life to bring glory to god by surrendering your life to god in foreign mission for you to give your life to god for you to give your resources, such as your time, your finance, your talents, for you to live this life, for you to surrender all things and, and put all things at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, use my life. Use all that you have given to me. I give it back to you. For you to do that, it requires God. You do it, but it requires God. It is absolutely God doing and working in your life. So as you can see, just as salvation, God saving wretched sinners like us, salvation, just as that is mystery to us, sanctification also is mystery to us. Sanctification is mysterious, symbiotic relationship of working our working of christian life and the power and glory of god this is mystery this is the very mystery paul is talking about in philippians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13. this is what paul says work out your salvation with fear and trembling who do, who does it you work out your salvation with fear and trembling but know this as you work out your salvation it is god who works in you you work out your salvation it is god who works in you he wills you to will and to work for his good pleasure what a mystery it is this is how sanctification works it is you but it is god it is god but also it is you you cannot separate 
Now, finally, in verse 24. This well-known verse here in verse 24, Paul says, He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. I've heard multiple times um, my children sing this song. Uh, this verse was made into a song. And they sung, He will do it, He will do it, He will do it, surely do it. God is faithful. So th this is well known. Probably you heard it and, and you know people make a, a frame out of this. And this is a, such a wonderful verse for you to be reminded, isn't it? He who calls you, he who called you is faithful. He who is calling you today is faithful. He will call you for eternity is faithful. He will surely do it. But now that we understand verse 23, to me, after you expound and just sit on what verse 23 truly meant, now when you approach verse 24, it is even more amazing and wonderful. You see, Paul is praying for the Thessalonians here. He's saying, he's praying, my dear friends, God will do it. My friends, He will surely do it. I know my God will do this in you. He will surely sanctify you. You see, the God who called you in Christ, the God who set you apart for holiness, for His holy purpose, He will surely do it. He will sanctify you. He will keep you. He will preserve you. He will make you blameless at the coming of Jesus. He will do it. Now, how does Paul know this? How does he know? How is he so sure that God will surely do it? And he declares it here. Well, it's because Paul knows and believes that God is faithful. That is why he says, He, God, who called you is faithful because He keeps His promises. He keeps His words. Long ago, when I left for college, um, that was a very difficult moment for us, for our family. Um, at that time, our family uh, was in Kona, Big Island. In Hawaii and um, I will be in Honolulu to go to the University uh, UH you see up until that time our family uh, was never been separated for an extended period of time it had never been done I think the most was about maybe two three weeks so it was very hard for us um, Yes, I worked very hard to get into the college. And, and obviously my family members, they all prayed hard for me to get in. But when the time came for me to go away for my first, very first semester, it wasn't easy for us. It was actually pretty bad. It was so hard on my brother. We were very tight. It was hard on me. Uh, my parents never, you know, um, away from one of his two sons, it had never been done. So it's just altogether so hard. 
Now we, you know, we drove to the airport, hop onto the airplane, 40 minute ride to Honolulu and drive some more to the campus. And then we set up, uh, you know, my dorm room. So when it was time for my parents to return home after dropping me off at the dorm, my dad set me down and he opened my Bible and turned to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And he says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful. And He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. My dad read it and he said, Son, you will be tested, you will be tempted, and you will uh, be thoroughly challenged by what is surely to come. But know this, God is faithful. He will keep you from ever being overwhelmed beyond what you can handle and he will make a way for you so don't fear don't fret don't doubt but believe god is faithful he got you folks the word the 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 world will throw everything at you that is that is true the enemy will never leave you alone. He will never take a day off from tempting you, from challenging you, from, from uh, clouding your judgment, from testing you to see if you choose God or choose yourself. But know this, God is faithful. He is faithful. He will never let you be tempted tested, challenged, and attacked beyond what you can handle, beyond your ability. And when it is too much for you to bear, what does He do? He will make a way out for you. He will give you strength for you to endure from where you are. Brothers and sisters, 2020 was undoubtedly rough. It was a difficult year. That's an understatement. But folks, I want you to know this. God was faithful and God is faithful. He was and He is and He will always be faithful to us. Therefore, the work He started in you, the work that He started the faith, the work in Jesus Christ that He started in you. He will do it. He will surely do it. He will keep you. He will protect you. He will preserve you. He will be with you. You will never be overwhelmed. You will never be overmatched. This is promise. He will do it surely. Because He called you in Jesus Christ. He called you. So He will surely do it. For He is faithful. Amen.
I want you to believe this. I can't hear you. Amen. But I want you to declare it in faith. He will surely do it. For my God is faithful. And this is why in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, this is why Paul says again with confidence, he says, I am confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Until he comes back, until the uh, day of Jesus' coming, until your final day, your last day here on earth, God is faithful and He will carry you through. He will surely do it. He will surely sanctify you. He will complete your salvation. He will lead you and help you to uh, decrease your a dependence and attachment and tendency and sin and your increasement of detachment and frequency and bearing fruits in Jesus Christ. He will do it. This is a promise. So let us in this new year embrace this important stage of our salvation. Let us embrace sanctification. This is so critical to who we already are in Jesus and who we will ever be in Jesus Christ. So critical. So let us as Christians accept and face the reality of our journey of faith with the Lord by our side being our wisdom and power, the strength and the rock and foundation. Brothers and sisters, we are made for this. We are made to do this. We're made for more. And folks, we are made not for this earth, but we're made, born again in Jesus Christ, made for eternity. And who's going to do it? He will do it in you. The work He began in your heart. The work He began in your life. In your family's life. And also in our church. Brothers and sisters, He's faithful and He will surely do it. This is not my promise. But God's promise. Grace Point, this is what I want you to hold on to this year this new year 2021 he will surely do it know and believe that god will surely do it for he is faithful whatever plan that he has for you whatever god's desire is for you for you to be holy and blameless, for you to be set apart, for you to mature, for you to bear particular fruits that He has in mind, in you, in your family, with your work, with your school, in your relationship, in our church. He will surely do it. He will surely do it. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your assurance. Thank you for 
straining, str strengthening us with your word. Father, we are reminded of your grace and mercy, how you called us, how you redeemed us. When we had nothing to offer to you, you came to us in your son, Jesus Christ, and you, you brought peace to us. And you placed us in Jesus Christ and you made us holy and righteous. You made us set apart for you and for you to be glorified in our lives. We are secure and fixed in Jesus Christ. And we look forward to our reality of glorification, our complete sanctification, our eternal stage, spending eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, because we are fixed in Jesus Christ, already secured and sanctified, and we look forward to the hope of glorification, Lord, we focus our time here on earth. We live as people in Jesus Christ. We live to glorify you, bring glory to you, not by our own strength, but yours. We live, we strive to live each and every day for you to be honored, for you to be praised and glorified through who we are, what we do and say. Lord, we can't do this with our own strength. Every time when we are tempted, swayed by the enemy, overwhelmed by what the world throws at us. Father God, as you promised, give us the strength. You give us what we can handle. And if not, you will make a way out for us and you will give us strength to endure it. So we confidently move ahead and face it, embrace it, this journey of life, this faith, this process of sanctification. Help us to shun sins in our lives. Help us to uh, curve our cravings of these things of this world, but learn to just crave after the heavenly things, the holy, righteous things that we have in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, what you have begun in our lives, in our family's life, what you will do in our work, in our relationship, but in the church that you purchase with your son's blood that you establish, Lord, you will surely do what you plan to do with this church. So Lord, we praise you, we honor you, we believe in faith that you will, Lord, surely do it for us, especially this year. So we trust, we follow, and we obey. May you bless us and guide us in this upcoming year. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.